This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Accept no substitutes. Then you listen to a few more episodes and it's clear that someone's bought a new mic and it doesn't sound like crackly shit anymore. Oh, you mean yeah. like they, in they, the, the, the first the, episodes yeah. of this podcast where you were putting <laughs> on your laptop microphone and for some reason it sounded like a gent in every single time. Yeah. To the point where like, I can't actually believe that it's bearable to listen to, but I would really be interested to go back and have a little listen. <laughs> yeah, well, um, It definitely <laughs> probably wasn't bearable to listen to. You should but, you just know, re-record. tricks gets to people. You should go back Buy and like, re-record all your own old lines from those episodes. <laughs> I, th- I think we <laughs> should like, record them. For word. I think we should go back and re-script them all so that our jokes are like slightly better timed and then we just yeah. record them now in like a professional studio. Not if we do have um, a script editor because yeah. we've, we've been accused of having a bad, a bad script editing at this show but we have hired a new one. <laughs> you fired the old one. So. I was going to say, what if we did it's it like... It's very flattering like, when um, people think you have a script. Like the the Smokers Allowed episode of Nathan for You, where we like get actors to play us and they have to recite what we said, like exactly like the way we did it. <laughs> I would. And then we record that. Do you know how much I would love that? Having people come in and trying to do our accents as well, I think would be very very funny. Yeah. If we had the dollars, I would. I we would invest those, in that. If we had that cash, then that would be that would be an exciting project for us. I think. That HBO cash. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Gimme, gimme. Okay. Do you yum, clap, yum, please? yum. Oh yeah, yeah. please. Please clap. Please clap. <laughs> please clap. Please clap. Guys, it's World Wetlands Day and Groundhog Day and Crep Day. day. Listen, That's for some deep. of us, it's always Wetlands Day. If you know what I mean. <laughs> for some of us, Squirting. it's always Groundhog Pussy. Day. I'm joking. Um, I actually found a job. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Whoa. I have. Okay, we should clap employed. before we, yeah, we, before clap, we get please, into much banter. That's how many better. how many podcasters does it take to clap at the right time? <laughs> one. If a podcaster yeah. claps in a forest and no one is around to hear it, does it even register on the? Is, if a podcast if a podcaster does a bit in the forest and it's not recorded, did it does even anyone happen? Anyone laugh? Yeah. No podcaster <laughs> could make these cheeks clap. Mm. <laughs> so true. We've done that joke at least. Oh, sorry, I'm just I'm adding my <laughs> webcam from um, <laughs> potential potential criminals. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna work great in audio. Yeah, I know it's a very it's a good visual joke for my co-hosts. That won't make sense to anyone um, who is listening. Um, well, another great visual gag that we have is I have slightly shorter but still long hair. Ooh, it's gorgeous. that is a gag. For the listeners at home. That had me gagged, I'll say that. <laughs> I'm currently seeing a big G where George's face is usually. Yeah, that's is. what the hair that's what the haircut is. <laughs> it's in the shape of a big G. G. I oh, call you big G. It's that length. That's that what they mean great. by short back and sides, because the, the the short sides refers to the cross in the G. And uh-huh, the short uh-huh. back refers to the lower bit underneath the cross. And then the short back is the fact that it's a curve and not, um, I don't know, an L shape. <laughs> that was so convoluted. Was I kind so of like, stopped paying attention like, halfway through. That's how you know it's a good mm. joke. It was like, the Stuart Lee. She, she's the new Stuart Lee. It's like an extended <laughs> bit that like builds on itself. It's actually really clever. It's like a sort of circular kind of yeah, comedy. Yeah, what I... What I love about comedy is like when it's when it's not really funny, 
And the joke that's is... what I that's what I like about comedy, and that's why yeah. we've done this podcast <laughs> yeah. for like eighty four episodes. Well, the joke is that it's yeah. not funny, so you're laughing at how like not funny it is. Mm-hmm. Wait yeah, until I bring it back talking... in the second half. <laughs> mm. A callback yeah, what fixes if, everything. What if like our last episode, right? We start talking about fucking a carpet again. That I mean, would be hilarious. We just do that all the time. Like, this doesn't work as a callback if you just do it every single episode. <laughs> then it's just like <laughs> not having more than like three jokes. Oh, have you heard so about 9 11? To... That was a tragedy that hurt millions. We're being I've so forced of, about it. Like, it, it's it's the most the most organic jokes are that when we're always like, hey, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be funny if we called back to these bits that we do all the time? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that is funny. I do some. T- I laugh while I'm editing this podcast. Ones. You know, I do laugh while I'm it's listening funny. to this. It's That's a funny we're podcast. Comedians. We're I professional just think, comedians. I think I'm not sure it is funny. I think it's just that <laughs> it's like as soon as I hear my good friends laughing, I'm like I'm laughing too. You know, I'm there in the room with them, even though I was in the room with them. Hey, you're uh, remembering the good times. If I'm like. remembering it, and I'm laughing. Last last time when we started, uh, we started talking about the clock destroyers. That was a great bit. Great bit. <laughs> uh, I think we come up with a lot of penis-related yeah. jokes that are fresh mm. and are new and are yeah. innovative. Um, yeah. So I think this podcast I is thought, pretty good. I thought about a, a joke about the um, Guardian News Media Corporation the other day, but I won't Late say honest. it because... Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> That's why there's it a big be legally G. actionable. <laughs> the, the big G that I'm seeing oh, is George's yeah. new employer. I've joined yeah. the Guardian George newspaper. The Guardian. Um, it is the same color as like the Guardian. Like, it's my, it's the easiest job I've ever got. Like it may compromise a few of my morals, but you can just write the same thing every day, and they love it. Mm-hmm. It'd be That's very funny cool. to like Suzanne Moore. Be really funny to like procedurally generate like a co- like Guardian columnist. Is Marina Hyde? Is she Guardian mm. or is she in the Times? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Both She's the one who writes like. Boris Johnson, what a naughty little boy. And then loads of like liberals <laughs> share it on Twitter, like, so witty. Wow, so owned. Yeah, I saw a post that was like, Here, who's, here's who should be honoured by the king when he becomes <laughs> fucking whatever. And Marina Hyde was on there, and I was like, damn, yeah. okay. I mean, say what you Se- want services about... Services to like, brain rot, I don't know. <laughs> say what you want about yeah. transphobes, but like, they, they really like will. figured out... Uh, they really figured out a formula where you just have to say, I, I identify as blank, and you can do Whoa. unlimited variations, and it's not going to be... F- uh, it's going to be so funny every single time. People I identify as a podcaster. <laughs> I don't. I do. <laughs> the funniest thing about me getting the new job that I've currently got is that during my interview, because I have on my CV that I do this. Me too. And she asked me about it in the interview and like, I really fucking exaggerated how much work it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it's a lot of work uh, for some I of us. I put a lot of work into this. And then I, in- I used to stay up at night like, thinking of new ways to reference 9-11, which is yeah. apparently something I do a lot, even though I don't notice it. It's tough. Uh, so sorry about that. <laughs> she literally wrote to me in the email calling me back to like, get the job loved hearing about your experience brackets especially your podcasting experience they love the shit guys it's the easiest way to get a job but that's like how i got my job like they asked me in the interview um my my boss was like 
so you you told them last time that you had a Discord podcast, and I was like, yes, I did do that. <laughs> sometimes, like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like in an interview, and I'm like, I have to give an example of when I've done something at some point, and I was like, well, I had to, I made these animations for my. And don't look at the animations. <gasps> don't don't look at them. <laughs> but I make animations for my podcast. Um, and I think the and, secret and then to... I was, I, but my, my boss who was interviewing was like, I need to know your opinion on the Watch TV show. And oh my God. Like, Bad buddy. <laughs> it's complicated. Oh, remember the Watch. Yeah. Who watches that? <laughs> who remembers no, the Watch? Anyone. We but remember I the, the Watch. I think the secret is mm. that they, they're not really looking for competent Because everyone can do every job. Or like yeah. most jobs, yeah. like True. most people can do. Yeah, there's some, ver- there's some very specialized jobs, but most people can do most jobs. Like just by the number of, you know, just by the percentages. So I think it's just not everyone can do my job. You've got to be a huge loser, <laughs> loser with a big tolerance for lead poisoning. <laughs> very few people can put poisoning? things into spreadsheets uh it's a, it's a huge uh, <laughs> i do do that yeah <laughs> you got you, you got you got but, to learn the combination for control.c and then also yeah. control.v <laughs> it's, it's Wait, a what? tough one i mean people at my work i think do struggle with that sort of stuff <laughs> no, you, I did, you can't I did do that. you have to right click on the box and then you pr- press um paste and then you go, oh, no, I meant to press copy. I did once have a whole project that was just moving stuff from one box to the other from, like, like 50 mm-hmm. diff- different, like, uh, directory entries for lawyers. And it was, like, one of the, the most brain-destroying things I've ever done. <laughs> Someone has to yeah. do it. I'm just was like, damn, I'm dissociating. It was not cock-destroying. If there was cocks in the room, yeah. they were, like, undestroyed. That's how depressing it was. <laughs> flaccid, they were remade. Untouched. Pure, untouched. They became virgins again. Yeah. <laughs> they shrunk back down. The balls went back up into the body. Um, everything shrunk. It's traumatizing. By the way, I was going to say, like, I think they're just, like, when they're when they're looking for people to employ, I think they're just, like, looking for any shred of personality or anything that they can make small talk with you you know and then they're just kind of yeah. like it doesn't like buckets of personality exactly People it doesn't matter like things. what skills you actually have from podcasting but they they have something to remember you from so mm. mm-hmm I do remember seeing a bunch of TikToks from people who were there like me when I'm a personality hire clocking into the office to make three jokes and leave. And I'm just thinking, you have so much confidence in your personality <laughs> to film and post this. You sound insufferable. That is how I feel, though. I do think that's what my role is at work. <laughs> we're in our new era. It's Groundhog Day. We're going to make the same jokes again as part of Groundhog Day. Yeah, it's Groundhog Day. Mm. I, do we know if the gopher saw its tail? Punks are tawny Phil. He's not hog. a gopher. He is a groundhog. Uh, oh the, yeah, sorry. That makes that makes a lot of sense because it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> it's Groundhog Day. It's not. Go, it's not gopher. Um, um, I think. Gopher I think Punks are tawny Phil. Uh, so it was that his shadow was clouded by the the fumes of war. Mm. Yeah, the shadow was That's promising, so and he went back into his hole. Because yeah, he saw his shadow looked like. Uh, Volodymyr Zelensky and he saluted. <laughs> <laughs> so, he said, thank you for your service, Mr. Zelensky. <laughs> so, first of all, Don't... I'd like to point out, I just want, I just yeah. want to look up 
um, what the Punxsutawney prediction was for this year. And um, I didn't know this before, but the yearly event is held at a location called Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> yeah, okay. Gobbler's Knob. That's a terrible. I think didn't she name. star? Didn't she star in a few um, a few <laughs> scenes with the Cock Destroyer? <laughs> I think she may have done. <laughs> <laughs> But they both respect our troops, so it's fine. Um, Phil has predicted this makes six sense more to weeks like of three winter people. after Terrible. seeing his shadow. So we have okay. six more weeks of winter. Thanks, Phil. Mm. Thanks, Phil. But winter is that like is that like globally or is it just America? I don't think well, it's, it's real. I think it's probably, <laughs> only in Pit- I think it's no, it's probably the Groundhog's area, like where he mm. is. Just Punxsutawney. Just Punxsutawney, mm. Phil. Just Gobbler's Knob. Just Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> It was weird when Punxsutawney Phil, when he came out of his burrow. Um, what if it was Nobbler's? Wasn't he? Wasn't he reading? A, he was reading a biography. Wasn't he reading a biography of Lee Kuan Yew? What if it was Cockless Cock? What it was? What if it was Cock Gobblers? That's my question. What if? What if it was? Um, uh, uh-huh. um, what if a, it was Jeremy Cox? No, I'm not going to say that. Say. <laughs> I'm just posting about this. <laughs> what, uh, what, who invented Groundhog's Day? Who like was like, how do we know if it's winter big or summer? The groundhog knocked on the door of the farm and went, mm-hmm. excuse me, I have to announce that it is no longer um, it originated it is from no longer winter, a, it is now spring. It originated from a German legend about a fairy rodent, and according to records that date back to 1887, Phil has predicted winter more than a hundred times. <laughs> what is that? Like... Wow! Yeah, one I could in, predict winter more than a hundred times. That's like less. I could than predict winter. Correct. That's like less um, than half correct. <laughs> I could say it's going to be winter. I love punk Sonny Phil. I want to pick him up. <laughs> That's my. So, I'm sorry, Americans. Americans love to come at us in the British Isles for having weird place names. I don't think like we twee, have as weird as they do. Clo- colonial shit. Gobbler's Knob. I'm sorry. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> It's called Gobbler's Knob, and you might have it and not know. <laughs> uh, do you have your a slight itching on your, knob. <laughs> on, your, on your testicles? You may be coming down with the case of Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's like a timeline of the actual fills, but... Are they, are they genuinely all called Phil? I thought that was made yeah. up for the movie. So is, there's yeah. all, is there always a new guy, or is there like... A new guy? Is it like with the Marlboro Man? Is he just a guy? Like... It's the same one? groundhog since like 1880-something. <laughs> yeah, it's the same one. Groundhogs are crazy. Yeah. How do they... Is it because time keeps repeating that they just stay alive for that long? It's yeah, exactly. Like... That actual uh, groundhog never yeah. leaves that same day. Apart yeah. from a year later well, when he jumps a year forward. Oh, that must be very you distressing know Greenland for him. sharks? No. Yeah. They're actually quite closely related to Greenland sharks, which live for oh, like that 400 live for, years like, plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and just like them, Phil crawls very slowly out of his burrow with like parasites that have replaced his eyes dangling from his cheeks. Mm. Uh, and then he can't see his own shadow because he's got parasites in his eyes. Like he uh. is his own shadow at that point. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> yeah. People see him and they're like, damn, you're a shadow of your former self. <laughs> and he's like, yep, yeah, I'm in eternal winter. <laughs> <laughs> What star sign is Punxsutawney Phil? That's such a good question. <laughs> Punxsutawney um, Phil is such a Libra. <laughs> this giving me Taurus vibes. 
<laughs> when was <laughs> Punxsutawney? How the fuck do you spell Punxsutawney? P-U-N-X-S-U-T-A-Punxsutawney. Usually oh, it's going to auto of like course, fill in in your Google search bar. So. Of course the, the Groundhog Day shit is on this today. It's Candlemas or um, Imbolc or whatever you want to call it. It's crazy. There's loads of like end of end of winter festivals around there. Is it? Candlemas? Isn't that <laughs> yeah. the thing from My Brother, it's My Brother and Me? Day. It's World Wednesday. Yeah. Day. Guys, yeah. guys, I'm so what? sorry to tell you this. <laughs> Punxsutawney Phil first received his name in 1961. The origins of the name are unclear, but speculation suggests that it may be may have been indirectly named after Prince Philip, Duke of What? That's according to the Punxsutawney Phil canon section on Wikipedia. I can't believe that. That's no. Speculation Did Punxsutawney Phil also have a mistress that everyone in the media knew about for years and never printed anything on? Um, That's Punxsutawney Phyllis. Yeah. Yeah. Punxsutawney Phyllis. So apparently... Um, What? People for the ethical treatment of animals objected to the event, claiming that Phil was put under stress. They suggested replacing (laughs) Phil with a robotic groundhog. (laughs) What do you think of Phil's <laughs> mental health? I think it's, t- I think it's time for groundhogs. <laughs> Have you checked in on your groundhogs recently? Groundhogs are great. Awareness. Check in on them. And some mates Gr- are groundhogs. <laughs> Remember, when you're, when, you're lo- when you're doing your self-care, you've got to look after yourself, even if you are ground in fact a groundhog. hog. <laughs> Sending him on a wellness retreat, and he just gets like a tiny groundhog massage. <laughs> I bet if you put two cucumbers on a groundhog's eyes, they'd just eat them. Groundhog, if if Punxsutawney Phil went to therapy, would he see his shadow? Well, apparently. Would, would he see um, his Jungian shadow? You know what I mean? His former self. Mm. Apparently, Punxsutawney Phil uh, went. Uh, he flew to Chicago for a guest appearance on the Oprah Winfrey Show in 1995. On his own? I would... Yeah. Did he have a It later came out that Punk Sonny Phil was an abusive cult leader and uh, <laughs> was selling illegal diet pills that killed multiple people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just like all the other guests. I was, I've, been, I've been listening to this podcast called Maintenance Says, which is pretty good. That's about, like... Oh, have health you? stuff and diet culture. It's almost like all of us have. Yeah, I haven't. I am um, first time I'm hearing of it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's but that she was. She was like it's about uh, how you they, should diet. It's about how <laughs> dieting isn't real. Um, but they have this no, whole thing about, about like every single time it. there's some sort of insane <laughs> diet that hurts people, they do go on the Oprah Winfrey show, and she's like, "This yeah. is the best thing ever." <laughs> They'll, they'll be like, the "Oh, my was, diet um, cured cancer," and then she has to be like, "Uh, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> it's the same on um, uh, Behind the Bastards. Oprah appears a lot. Yeah, she just loves interviews. Every time there's like a of... cult leader or yeah. like um, self help guru who mm. like beats people up behind closed doors, she they're there. They're on Oprah. And she's like, this I... guy's great. God forbid women do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Oprah's not allowed to spread misinformation now. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Look under your seats. It's John of God. Everyone gets a John of God. <laughs> you can trust this guy. <laughs> oh no! Something called Nexium would be evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's got celebrities in it. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, we're at 20 minutes. Should we get into the podcast? Yeah. We've talked a lot about Groundhog yeah, what Day. Again? I don't know. Um, Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of your women. That is good. That is good. Come on, motherfuckers, come on. Come on, motherfuckers, come on. Welcome to Who Watches the Watch, a Discord reread slash watch podcast hosted by four intrepid explorers going out into the world and discovering that you can read books that have pictures too. <laughs> We're so brave. <laughs> I'm your host, Chaz, and the way my stomach's been feeling, I could probably rocket through the air like a dragon. <laughs> I'm your host, Robin, and I want to fuck Offla the Crocodile God. <laughs> so true. She's a Tumblr sexy man. He, he's, a, he's a fucking twink he's a leg he's got I a leg and he's, he's got a ripped shredded thin little bun Ooh. i'm yours janos and i'm the god of the side effects of ssris that's so true yay hell yeah king uh um come on george oh, put out the bag oh, i can do this um uh gobbler's knob the g stands for I've just, got a, I've just got i've just got a, got a job at guardian news media and we have to be worried worried about heroes invading deity spaces mm. or something i don't know i think uh-huh. that, that, haha you got it um wow got him <laughs> Gobbler, the gobbler just makes me think of like a, ch- a child's like i've got it i'm the going. god of um i'm the god of knowingly hiring um serial sexual harassers and employing them in my workplace for years whilst claiming to be concerned about uh, the safety of women mm-hmm. i don't know who that is could be could be anyone people <laughs> that's could be anybody um, I don't think George would do that. On the Guardian That's news my media. opinion. <laughs> oh, Nick mm. Cohen. <laughs> I, I I opened up Twitter and for the first time I'm seeing this Twitter blue thing. Yeah, Nick Cohen. If you if you click on it, half of the features are coming soon. So like you don't even uh-huh. gain anything from subscribing. And I could save a whole twelve percent. I could save. I could only play seven euros a month instead of eight if I built annually. So if if I pay like eighty four euros at once, I can I I can save twelve percent of uh, seeing a bit less ads on Twitter, which I already don't wow, see because I have an ad block enabled. Bargain. I think it's worth it. <laughs> Hell yeah! I think it's good. Um, I'm paying really for that. Um. Anyway, today we read the book The Last Hero, um, the illustrated novel by Terence Pratchett, released in 2001, I believe, 2002. It's 2000. um, 2001. We're still pre-9-11. Okay, okay, I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, a, a book that Terry 
Did it, what did he make it for? There was a reason, wasn't there? He was like, I think. He wanted to make a picture book. Uh, he was like, he what if we made... I, I, thought it, I thought it was for like a charity thing or something, but maybe not. Because was for comic relief. Um, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. And, and Eric was comic relief. I was very relieved by it comically. <laughs> yeah, so this is fun. This is... First of all, did you like it, gang? Yeah. Pals? Yeah, I really this is, liked um, it. This is a weird one because it's one. Of, it's one of the few Discworld books I haven't read, mm. despite having read like all of the main ones. Because I have zero respect for spin-offs, tie-ins, <laughs> extras, and uh, pictures. And I, I think it's them. just a book. Yeah. <laughs> is it a spin-off or no. a tie-in? Because it it's is not really. No, but that's how I perceived it for years, and never bothered like buying it for some reason. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> So yeah, completionists, you fucking suck. I, I was going to say I I'm a completionist, no so I had to get it. Um, I've read yeah. every single Terry Pratchett book. It's like it's it's the burden I bear. It's like people telling me telling me to read um, the Science of Discworld. Don't care. Don't want to read it. <laughs> I've read the first one. I don't think I have the second one. It's fine. I think my parents even bought it for me. Never read it. Don't care. <laughs> I, I read the the folklore of Discworld. I read that one. Um, that sounds interesting. Uh, it was really good. She, he does it with like a folklorist and talks about like what stuff is based on and like what the re- the real stuff is. And she's like, that most of what you know is invented by the Victorians. And I learned a lot about like the history of folklore. Um, cool. It's really good. I recommend it if you if you haven't if you haven't read anything like that. Yeah, that you, you, if you're interested, you should read it. The science one sounds like that. That one sounds like it sucks. Like. I mean, I'm sure it's because Ter- it's because Terry is obsessed with fucking yeah. quantum physics, um, which he comes back to in this one. He's really on like a quantum physics kick. He's like, "Wow, have you heard of cat in the box theory? <laughs> Do you know about the uncertainty principle?" <laughs> He's got a lot of. I mean, Terry came like Terry came before the I fucking love science. Yeah, no, no. Shit. He was like, like people didn't know that much about this stuff when he was writing about it. Would have been, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like later, it would have been like really cringe, but like now, yeah. like with with, hi- with hindsight, he was ahead of his time. Yeah, I'm imagining the. Wait, what would have been cringe? The, sorry. You need a, a degree in quantum physics to even slightly understand Discworld. <laughs> the yeah. Written if these books had come out like 10, 20 years after they did. <clears throat> yeah, I agree though. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Um, <laughs> May I, I read you all a Goodreads review? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm this prepared. Is one star. My body's ready. That's more like That's bad reads. Okay, bad so this, reads. this review is one star. It says, I'm certainly not a fan of Pratchett. His work tends Good. me towards unpleasant <laughs> moods, in fact. It's what? a problem I Good have start. with... Good stop, <laughs> stop reading it. <laughs> in fact, it's the problem I have with most of the fantasy comedy types of books, that whatever is the most random absurd- <laughs> absurdity the author can come up with is funny, regardless of how stupid it actually is. And it all really comes off to me as people finding it funny because they're supposed to find it that way. I'm not other people, obviously, so I don't know why they it's find a joke. such nonsense. However, they do. Well, the book was sitting it here and I had this peculiar thought (laughs) sorry is this person just literally saying uh god people always expect you to laugh at jokes just because they're supposed to be funny and it's like that's a joke yes (laughs) not in this podcast though you should not laugh at this podcast (laughs) 
Well, well the no, book was it sitting here, and I had this peculiar thought that just because the format of the book is so different that the content might be different as well. How wrong I was. It contains the same drivel that fills what? his other works. On top of that, the artwork was less than yeah, no pleasing. Shit. It's overly simplistic. It's usually very small. There simplistic. isn't very much of it throughout the book, and sometimes the art doesn't have anything to do with what's been written on the page. That's not this true. This review leads <laughs> me to so read cool. that this person didn't read the same book that I did. The book, <laughs> all the text was replaced. Is like really big. <laughs> like, did did they get like a small version? <laughs> The, the artwork is huge. It's on like every single page, and it's like always somewhat related to what's on the. I, oh, eh. Like maybe the American printing is like a smaller format because like I have like this is a really large like format. That's the same book. as mine. Yeah. So it's there's you know I to buy a mine lot on of... Kindle and then read it on my phone, which was great. Yeah, so maybe not um, ideal. But, you know, the artwork is still big and really impressive and really good. I love the artwork. That's like yeah. one of that's maybe my favorite thing about this. Yeah, I love I love the artwork. I love I love so much about this book. I sort of forgotten. Um, and I remember the basic story, but I love like it's quite a short story because most of it's pictures and it's not like a long book. But I love how like sort of weirdly sad it is. With them being like, it's time to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm taking it all it could with have me. Anything to do, could, could have anything to do with um, uh, Josh Kirby dying like, around yeah, that maybe. time? Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Possibly. I, I think it was... Um, yeah, because he dedicates it, been, it to old Vincent. And I can't remember if that was supposed to be like... That's a character in the book, I think. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. I know. But like, I think that like... Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, it, it was something yeah. like it was like a reference to someone real or something. Maybe. Yeah. Um, um, Josh Kirby. You know, we've had this um, theory that Josh Kirby never read any of the books that he was mm-hmm. uh, doing the, the covers <laughs> yeah. for. Yeah. Well, you, uh, according to Wikipedia, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> really? So we've been really? Sorry, Josh. Well, why did you do that great. then? <laughs> why did you make a like that? <laughs> I mean, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> we did come. We did pull that theory out of thin air. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We, we weren't just like, oh, what? Why? Why would you make it look really accurate? Uh, we were. The problem was that it's not that accurate. So that's where the confusion came from. <laughs> um, still great though. I'm gonna miss those artworks. I still like them. I still really like them. I mean, we talked about this loads, but I I really like the the old ones um apparently I like his name too. was not actually josh um people only named him that because he was so good at painting old, old master style pro- portraits that they called him josh after sir joshua reynolds really that's okay so niche that's yeah that's deranged why will I mean, no one nickname artists. me after an artist yeah because <laughs> you're not Who would you like well, to be nicknamed a, after his name was Ronald. I can see where the where the preference for Josh. Oh yeah, Ron Kirby is nothing. Comes from. Oh, he <laughs> lived. He lived in Wales during the during the Second World War. But I do wonder if yeah. he like died and then they decided to do this, or if mm. if Terry was already in talks with Paul Kidby to do this and then he died and then Paul Kidby ended up doing the covers. I don't know when exactly I mean, did he die. Josh Kirby died in October two thousand one, so this book came out in two thousand one, so it was probably in the works. I, yeah, I feel like it must uh, have already but, been. Yeah, I mean, it must have taken made. a. 
it would have taken a long time to do all of that art. Yeah, yeah. at least right. He might. It. He might have been. He might have been sick. I don't know. Maybe. Apparently, there's a cameo of Paul Kid um, of Josh Kirby on the cover of Nightwatch as a tribute. Yeah. Mm. Oh, bless. That's cute. That's really nice. It looks to keep like an eye for that. I really like that cover. Uh, yeah. Paul Kidby has worked for Terry before already in a book called The Pratchett Portfolio, which came out in 1996. Okay. Uh, which was just an art book uh, of Paul Kidby drawing Pratchett characters. So I, I could imagine they had like, mm. you know, he made this made these character illustrations and mm. then they decided to do this book together or something. I don't know. I'm just speculating what, how this could have come to be. Mm. But yeah, like if comparing this to, I mean, as much as we enjoy Josh Kirby's wild artistic I love how different they are minds, and how creative like, they are. This is, this is so different from Eric yeah. and the, I... <laughs> it's so different from Eric. It's a better book. Uh, it's, it's it's much better. So than much Eric. better. This is it's the like, elusive yeah. good Rincewind book. Yeah, we were saying for ages that is there a good Rincewind book, and I guess that this one is is the good Rincewind book. Like they finally managed to put him in a book that is is good because he's not like the principal character. He's just sort of like comic relief, <laughs> which makes it bearable. Um, <laughs> this, this is this is so fun as well because he's like oh we're gonna do this illustrated book i want to stick like everyone in it so that they're all just like you yeah, know it's a real represented mm. yeah <laughs> we've got like rinseman's hanging out with uh captain carrot and um leonard of quirm yeah, and they're thinks in a- he's a, a coward yeah and he's like yeah i know um, <laughs> and then then <laughs> carrot's like meeting the barbarians and they're meeting the gods and it, it's I don't know. It's really funny. It's like a. It's almost like the end of the old Discworld novels. And I think we said that about the last one. I yeah. think we say that all yeah. the time. Um, but at the same time, well, it, it is. Feels, it feels very self consciously like this one. Yes. I mean, this feels it's about like death. A, I think if if the last one was like the end of 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 the of of like that era of Discworld or like the, a season finale of Discworld, Discworld, this one feels like a Christmas special or this one yes. like. You know what I mean? Like this, a lot of it is like yeah. it's a throwback, especially to even the earlier in Swins. Like it's there's a yeah. lot of it that's a throwback to like bringing back the gods yeah, playing yeah, yeah. the game thing, bring all bring the, back Cohen. Yeah, that's what I thought. All like, the sort of swords and sandals, like, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, like being the, the, good, the, the going over the edge bit, like just like when they yeah when they brought back the circumference i was like woo we remembered that it exists the continuity i was like hell yeah remember the circumference (laughs) they remember the circumference yeah it was just it was really nice it just felt really nice to read um sort of weirdly like comforting i don't know this book feels to me like it may be inspired um the how to train your dragon series of books I don't know if any of you ever read those. No, I think they did. They got come I out did. before this. I liked them. No, they came. I'm sure they came out after this. Hmm. They're very it's different to the to the films that came out. but I just mean in like the descriptions and the drawings of all the dragons, which I do love in this book. They're like, oh, Sybil's provided us with this. It's just nice. It's like a little. 
I know. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love the I love the pictures so much. I love all of the oh, they're um, really beautiful. I love the like drawings or I like the big vast drawings he does, like the ones where it's got like they're on the moon and mm. um that they can see like a to it no it's like, you can see the elephant head and the disc like coming over and it just looks so big and fantastic and I'm like, Oh that's so cool. And then I love I'm- I'm obsessed with the one that's the um, like prediction of the Discworld dying. Yeah, where it's the skeletal Atuin mm. and the skeletal elephants. I was just like, yeah, and it's all red and black. That's the it, best. It's incredible. It's so cool. Sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Im- images that could be album covers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, but I also love like the little the little ones that are supposed to be like illustrations of like Leonard. I love his little his mm. his writings next to them, like his little comments and his. <laughs> I think it's just so many so many funny jokes, like about like the pen that writes in space, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and like the toilet, and then the bit where it's got like um, the Vitruvian Man, but it's it's Rincewind and oh, like it's the, so the Wiggler. <laughs> it's like, I was thinking oh. I was thinking the exact same thing. This could, yeah, be, um, this could be an interesting. Uh, I have devised study this device. <laughs> yeah, I have devised Sorry. this device of three rings that rotate continuously in three planes, giving mm-hmm. the Voyager the feeling of being rotated continuously in three planes. <laughs> it's so funny. Gold. Oh, there's a line where he's like, I can't find my piece of paper. Mrs. Trivney, who dusts my room, everything you touch dissolves into air or something. I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> Terry's so, he's so oh. smart. <laughs> Also, listeners, you'll be excited to know an answer that we've finally uh, we've we've been waiting for for a long time. It's finally come. Does Rincewind have cum gutters? No, but he does have the dick V. He does. I was very interested in the in the naked (laughs) naked Rincewind. I was like, listen, cum gutters. It's not for uh, everyone, but um, I can see the appeal. Six pack. Oh. I thought it was. Yeah, just I reckon with the right clothing. Um, <laughs> maybe it's both. I don't know. Write in and tell us which, which one you think. Uh, We're keen to hear your is. thoughts. What is your yeah, cum gutter? I, I do like how yeah. like, incredibly like, sad rinse, like, and depressed Rincewind looks in every picture. Like, he's like, <laughs> really good. so down bad. <laughs> Like if you compare yeah. it to the to the Josh Kirby illustrations, like it's just this one has just like all the life sucked out of him. <laughs> he looks so tired. I should we go through the plot? Or should we just like yeah. really quickly? Um, yeah. So I would. I just want to say one thing. One last thing about Rincewind and his cum gutters. Okay. Uh, I think lay it on you us. You give him a good haircut. Give Rincewind a good haircut and the right clothing, and I think he could clean up in a Bristolian bar. You know. He could fucking. Uh-huh. He could. He yeah, could, yeah. He could uh, slay. What we need is um, a queer eye episode yeah. for Rincewind. <laughs> Where they can cut his hair. Yeah, they it's fucking make him shave and like spell yeah. wizard correctly. Jonathan Bandonness <laughs> is just like your hair could be really beautiful if you just conditioned it, and then they like give give him the, conditioner they're gonna make him so like, i don't know what to do with this yeah <laughs> tan is like have you tried wearing a button-down shirt <laughs> <laughs> have you tried tucking it in <laughs> yeah, the, the french, tuck. french tuck 
Um, and then his like. I yeah, find mostly the French tuck makes you look a bit weird. Sometimes it's it better in, sometimes it's are. better out. But the French tuck. Mm. French tuck is such a funny phrase. <laughs> I've tried it, but during uh, yeah, the French like tuck, you know, thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the old it. French tuck the other night. You know, what you know what I mean? French tuck. The art of tucking in a shirt at the very front while leaving the back loose and untucked. I would never do this. Because <laughs> you haven't been on Queer Eye. <laughs> God, Janosch. You've got to get your yeah. glow up. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing an article here from the German GQ magazine called French Tuck. Das ist der T-shirt trend aus Queer Eye. <laughs> <laughs> I love the German language. <laughs> queer Eye? More like Queer Denken. That's Queer Ooh, Eye. Am I right? Um... <laughs> Uh, falls a straightened guy. Um, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> basically, um, Cohen is bringing fire back to the gods. He's the last hero. The first hero stole fire from the gods. He's returning it um, with big explosives um, with his gang. He's bored of being emperor. He doesn't want to die of choking or of old age. He's going to go out in a big blaze of glory. Um, he's stolen a minstrel and he's on the he's on the go. I did love the very, very funny yeah. joke to me about they're talking about like all their hero friends who've died of like various non-battle reasons and have never got to mm. go to like the drinking halls of Valhalla. And they're talking about one of them who died by choking on a concubine. Uh, yeah, he died on a concubine. <laughs> choked on a concubine. <laughs> what a way to go. Honestly, yeah. But it was a cucumber. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hit me up, concubines. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. So they're they're heading up to Cory Celeste, um, and they're quite close. And veterinary gets to hear about this from someone. I'm not sure who tells him, but he. I think it's the people in the Agatian Empire. Are like, yeah, this is what he's gonna do. Um, and Ponder Stevens is like, if he does that, it will destroy all magic on the disc for two years, basically wiping out everyone and destroying the planet. Um, we've got to stop him. How are we going to do this? Well, we've got a genius in a in a tower who we can ask for help. So they get Leonard of Quirman. He designs like a spaceship rocket using dragon power that looks like a huge bird clutching a fish and it fucking rocks. Um, what an and, icon. Uh, so good. And he's like, well, if we if we go like over the edge of the disc, mm. we can use the sort of the gravitational full to like go all the way around and then like get to the top of Cory Celeste the so Discord physics is so funny like <laughs> where it's like a combination of like I guess astrophysics and also like the dumb common sense bit of well the sun needs to go up and down yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah things fall down except except like the, the orbital, orbital mechanics are also real mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like an actual sun <laughs> Um, and it's like they like. How does the moon glow if it can't see the sun? And they're like, it's got plants that absorb light from the sun, <laughs> and then uh, admit it in during the nighttime to make the moon shine. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised that Terry uh, like resisted making a joke that there was cheese there. Like I think I think he was I think he was very restrained um, with some of the stuff here. I think he was like taking his time, not going too overboard. He's like, yes, there were dragons on the moon. Uh-huh. Are they like, uh, what are they? Are they like the clangers? 
I was trying to, was trying to think. Oh, I, think shit. I think so, yeah. Maybe. I love the There's only one dragon on the, on the moon. In the, it's the soup dragon. It's the soup it? dragon. It's the soup dragon. Yeah. My best friend. Yeah, but that's what I thought. I thought of mm. the soup dragon. Um, I just had some soup. You're the was soup it, dragon. Was it, you're the soup dragon? Yeah. Wow, the soup dragon fucking rules. I'm looking at this guy and, you know, kind of slay. <laughs> Very much so. The puppeteering on the clangers. <laughs> it's so cute. It's ruins. Um, There's a rock band mm, called the Soup Dragons. Scottish be. alternative rock band of the late 80s and early 90s, named after character in the 1970s television series. People love the clangers. The clangers, the clangers went hard. I don't know about this. Of course you don't. It's because you're not from our fair yeah. British Isles. <laughs> you probably don't no. even know about Bagpuss. Do you yeah. know about Bagpuss? No. Bag oh, oh wow. Oh Do you know about God. the the, sm- the Smash commercials? Um, no, but I'm looking at these guys now. <laughs> Do you know about Camberwick Green? <laughs> Wendy Miller. You know about Wendy Miller because I've told you about Wendy Miller. I got to watch. I got to watch. Oh, yeah, cameras. we had a whole thing about Wendy Miller. You got to watch about the Trump- this is great. <laughs> I'm gonna make my girlfriend to watch the clangers with me. Aw, that'd be cute. Let's hang out and watch the clangers. Clangers and chill. Hey, you wanna chill and watch clangers? The answer um, is always yes. Yes, obviously. Day. Wait, what? There's a. There's currently clangers being made. Like actual ones or a TV show? <laughs> They're making yeah, clangers. Apparently They're on, making on clangers. On CBBS. Oh. 2015 present. It's been going for seven years. Michael Palin. Interesting. William Shatner did the American version. <laughs> There's an American version. Apparently so. That's I don't know crazy. why. Those guys get their greedy mitts on everything. The clangers talk in whistles and squeaks. <laughs> it's like how there's they a narrator, did, uh... isn't there? There's like a nar- voiceover that talks. Yeah, like how they did an American version of Thomas because the because the Americans can't stand Ringo Starr's voice. <laughs> <laughs> they can't stand fair. him going. And there is the fat controller. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, Thomas! He's <laughs> gotten stuck in the in the tunnel. <laughs> they have to be like, "Oh no, Thomas! The tank engine has got stuck in the tunnel. What a stupid locomotive!" <laughs> What's this? Thomas, the tank engine stepbrother, has just entered the station. <laughs> no, you. Can't enter the tunnel. Uh, You're my stepbrother. <laughs> 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 Gotta see that American version. In a world, in, in an island, <laughs> where things are surprisingly fascistic. Uh, <laughs> have you noticed women are irritating? <laughs> and they're all like carriages. <laughs> I can't even think Weird of it. It's Weird show. <laughs> I can't, this is melting my brain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> stop, stop crying. Um, oh, oh, God, my body hurts. Um, <laughs> Damn, much that's, like that's Thomas, what you, everything you're... came stuck. Yeah. No! <laughs> wait, Don't Thomas, what a big, what a big exhaust fuel. <laughs> wait, what's <laughs> What a big chimney you have. Thomas, you're really stoking my fires the way the, the way your fender is stuck in that tunnel. There's no way I can it's take too that big much to get in the tunnel. <laughs> you'll take as much cold as I give you. 
So this this is the episode where we stooped to doing a live read of Thomas the Tank Engine incest pornography. <laughs> it's not technically incest if they're in this temperament. And they're trains anyway. Trains, they're, they're tell trains that, tell that to God. DNA. It's also not technically stooping to doing this when they're just like half of the course. <laughs> this is really, this is really hurting. It's Thomas I a think. minor. No, <laughs> he's a train. <laughs> Can trains consent? Yeah. Yes. They have voices and consciousnesses. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not. I don't remember if they have like because it's all narrated. They have faces. So it's like they do have faces. There's the one where Henry's like bricked up and he's like, <laughs> yeah, he is. really, really unhappy <laughs> about it. Henry's totally <laughs> bricked up. Bricked. Henry's bricked up. <laughs> oh, no, they Jesus! In- entomb him alive. Yeah, if only he had a reliable step sibling to break him out of the tunnel. <laughs> Just okay, tug a bit harder. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> oh God. Um, why are we talking about? We're talking about the clients. Interestingly, oh. as I said, this this has been the first uh, Who Watches the Watch episode to be entirely run by um, uh, AI text to speech. Yes, that's right. This was entirely made by a computer. I'm kidding. No computer could ever make this. Um, it'd have to like, I don't know. Can you make a computer lose brain cells? I guess I think so. it would have to bypass well, every single one of its ethical guidelines in mm-hmm. order to do it. They're like, you cannot cause harm to humans. I think it wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Asimov's laws of robotics? um, But like the last one is like the robot cannot make Thomas the Tank Engine porn. (laughs) 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 It's like like the secret one. Asimov in the fifties, like, damn, why did I put that one in there? (laughs) I just had a strange feeling, and my hand, as if guided by like a demonic entry. Entity just like wrote it out on the yeah. on the and fucking twenty years later, like someone invented Thomas the Tank Engine because they discovered the uh, the secret law of robotics. They just yeah. saw it. They didn't read the rest of the law. They just saw the word Thomas the Tank Engine. They're like that <laughs> is a great, a great idea, idea for a children's franchise. Now, what if there was a fictional island off the south of Cumbria? That would be cool. Children would that would be cool. Trains that can roll their eyes but not move their mouths. <laughs> I have no mouth yet. I must chug. <laughs> okay. How did we get here? <laughs> Clangers? How did I get here? How? how you you might seen, be wondering how I got here. Have you ever seen a picture of a steam locomotive that's had a boiler explosion? No. Yes. They should do a realistic one of those on Thomas the Tank Engine. It would be it would be like incredible body horror. Well, mm-hmm. like if one of the trains committed suicide. Yeah. Well, look, look it up, Robin. Look up. Yeah. Just... Look what am I looking at? What it looks like. Locomotive. Um, locomotive boiler explosion. Come on. Wow, that is extremely That's like the train's guts all over the place. Right? Can yeah. you imagine if they did that? That would be fucking... It would go hard as shit. Wouldn't it be fucked that. up if children? Oh, what if we did a kid? What if we did a kid show dark? Damn. I'm the first person to ever have that. Thing. What if it was like Disney princesses, but they were all like fucked up in some way? <laughs> what if I went, what if I went the, the other day? This is, a, this is a true story. The other way, I was like turning around the corner, and well, there was a guy who was like selling all these old VHSs that I have, like, that were all like supposed to be, you know, real rare videos. And I saw, and one of them was like Thomas the Tank Engine 
the boiler explosion. And I was like, I have never seen this episode. And, this, and the guy was, mm-hmm. and then I bought it. And then I mm-hmm. weirdly, when I like turned uh-huh, around the uh-huh, corner uh-huh. and I like looked back, mm. he wasn't there anymore. So, but anyway, I went home and like, you know, made myself uh, dinner and, you know, sat down in front of my VHS player that I own at my old television set that's and pretty, popped, in the, cool. popped in the VHS and it started out I, like I a bet normal it was no- I bet it was episode. normal yeah 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 and they, they sang the they sang the theme song but then it was kind uh-huh. of like jumbled up and it played uh-huh. backwards and then like the the fat engineer's whole face filled up the screen and his eyes started bleeding mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like yeah. this is a really <laughs> weird like episode screaming. of Thomas the Tank Engine but I kept and, you watching know, <laughs> other people had also seen that episode but like no one could ever find a copy you know it was just like it was, it was as if it like took place in a in in a bunch of children's imagination um yeah what is this i watched video? this one i watched this one where um thomas uh got stuck in a tunnel like, his stepbrother <laughs> came along uh and, and did things with him and then Things, Thomas was explain. like, "Ha ha! Now you have this." And he was being stalked by an invisible train that touched him <laughs> until he had sex with someone else stuck in a tunnel. That sounds that sounds pretty hot. Not gonna lie. Does um, that sound remarkably like the the, the plot to It Follows? I haven't seen it. Oh, no. More trains. I've never uh, seen it either. I don't know why. Let's <laughs> not save this for the episode we do on Raising Steam. Um, oh my god. We, we I should forgot. get back to to the last hero, Terry yes. Pratchett book. It's very funny that every time I let Chaz and Google, it's they're like, um, this person might not be who they claim to be. You better be careful. And I might not be. Yeah, they might be Chaz the Crank Engine. <laughs> they might be. Um, okay, uh, let's, let's get back to this. this let's book. get back to the book. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> that they're, they're in a they're in a rocket ship and you know they have some wacky adventures uh it's <coughs> piloted by Rincewind, carrot and leonard of quirm except also the librarian is in it because he fell asleep while he was inside which means that they have a bunch of issues because yeah, there's, there's, less... there's an among us on board yeah uh, yeah there's imposter <laughs> the imposter is sus the orangutan is sus this is this, this is the same plot as uh, as when Tintin goes to the moon <coughs> and there the the oxygen is like weirdly going out and it turns out there's a there's a guy that they smuggled in. But in that but in that one the, the the bad guy who then comes around commits sui- space suicide. <laughs> so they just consider, like, they so... briefly considered that here, but this yeah, is just like, like space what, if we, suicide. what if we kill the librarian? Is what Vanner says multiple it's... times. <laughs> <laughs> is space suicide like regular suicide? Um, yes. Well, space suicide is when you like, except it's in Get space. out of a spaceship and oh. then like just you know float and yeah. Normally for, gem- for dramatic purposes, you just like, like Tintin on the moon. Yeah, that was that was what I was talking about. Mm, what? Yeah. I know. Sorry, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell Tintin how much not- of it was your internet connection cutting out. So. Did he actually commit space suicide in Tintin? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm. I can't believe That's how that. Tintin dies. The series it was, ends. It was a bit dark, and Ajay was feeling bad about it because he was Catholic, and Catholics say that you can't yeah, commit not suicide. Uh, so he kind Moses. of made it, made it made it ambiguous whether he makes it, but like he, he obviously didn't make it because he was in space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's loads of stuff floating around in there. He could have got a, you know... 
got a got a lift from a passing space explorer. You know, it could have been fine. Yeah, maybe. I mean, in a, in a later in a later comic, it turns out that aliens are real. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. The main villain of the Tintin series at the end gets kidnapped by aliens, and um, yeah, they fuck off yeah. into space. It. Mm-hmm. It's because he's Greek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he was Turkish, they wouldn't have kidnapped him. <laughs> so you know, big L for the Greeks. <laughs> they don't need another one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> sorry greeks sorry to the the nation of greece um you have lovely food and some very cool music do not respect your history um (laughs) what were we talking about uh we're talking about this book (laughs) probably um yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty fun um they they manage to land on the moon and then they go from there and they fly down to um, Corey Celeste and they stop the Silver Horde from killing all the gods. Although it's this, revealed the gods sort of brought them there in the first place. This book is um, about terrorist intervention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about how you should suicide bomb the gods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I firmly believe that if God existed, we'd have to kill him. Well, you're yeah, you have, you have no choice ethically. Mm. Yeah, you have yeah. to like free yourself from the ultimate bondage, which would mean that you have to kill God. It's like how if Superman existed, you would have to like get kryptonited immediately and then kill him. You say this a lot. You have a thing about killing killing superheroes. Mm, I don't like them. I would carbon yeah, Tony to like Stark. Them. I would just <laughs> I would just like kill him a normal way. I'd just like stab him. I don't know. There's gonna be like a last episode revelation where, like, when George was a little child, Clark Kent like stole his toys or something. <laughs> a boy dressed in a superhero outfit beat George <laughs> up, and he's never forgiven him. He stole his balloon. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Maybe. So, so funny. Like, they, so in this in this book, um, they go to the gods. Um, the gods are plodding, but uh, Cohen owns them. Cohen kind of rocks here. Like, it's I'm such kinda, a sick move. I, I, I am like, not like looking at what he's done in the previous books. Just, I'm ignoring like, it. I do not see it. <laughs> I'm problematic fave. Like, even the other right. gods come it's around canonic, to him. It's canonically exta- established in this that he's never, that he's done never raped. sexual assault. <laughs> he's, he's only not ravished. He's, he's ravished. Yeah, which is apparently, were, apparently no different. <laughs> there were no complaints. It was more sort of, you know, allowed. It was like a little bit of a game. It wasn't like real sexual assault. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was like how people misinterpret "baby, it's cold outside" and what "baby, it's cold outside" is meaning. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's the scene where fate challenges him to like a dice throwing game. That's and he surfing. rolls a six and he's like, ah, your go, you have to roll a seven and it's a six-sided dice. So go and fucking, <laughs> like, <laughs> ninja slices the dice in half to show both the six side and the one. It's epic. Epic It's very cool. It's and really then good. And you need, to, you fate, need a lot of, of skill to do that. You do. Fate has a hissy fit. It's, yeah, it's so fun, like a little bit of characterization of the gods um 
Fate's like, hey, that's not fair. It's not in the rules. And all the other gods are like, shut up, nerd. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, like, it's, it's this great through line, right, of like trying to create a legend, which is what Cohen wants. He wants to live forever as a, as a song or a story. Um, and they tell him about the guy who did the sortie and knot, who like cut it in half. And he's like, oh, so he cheated, but it was cool. So everyone let him do it. So that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like, internalizing it's gonna it. It's going to be but cool. What he yeah. does is so much cooler than splitting a lot than, than cutting a knot in half. Like, this is a much more impressive t- trick. So, oh, yeah. he's, you know, he, he, he's really outdone the other guy whose name I already forgot. I can't remember. It's, it's, so it's like much. fake Greek name. Yeah. It's like comedy, comedy Greek name. Yeah, Alexander um, the Great, whatever. It's, yeah, they keep bringing up like but having was a, to was a sissy for crying. Yeah. I can't believe you cry um, just because there were no more worlds to conquer. That's so cringe. <laughs> That's if soy I, cut if I, Yeah. If I found out there were no more worlds to conquer, I'd be like, lol, <laughs> lamal. <I'm not laughs> Got him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, look at my giant legs of stone. The world. Isn't that epic? <laughs> uh, yes. Do you want to get shawarma? Whoa. <laughs> so cool. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. The, the gods are very funny in this because they're like, you can't kill us. Fire can't actually kill the gods, lol. And then he's like, but if everyone saw this place blow up, like, would people believe that you were still alive? And, it's like, <laughs> and they're like, huh? <laughs> had not considered this point before (laughs) yeah this is the i don't know i think this is the first time where the like big gods or like the the religion uh like the canonical gods on the discord like kind of worked for me because like a lot of times like that's such a like holdover from the early books where it was much more the fantasy parody stuff so i think like a lot of the times, all the, like, you know, the Ohm stuff is obviously good, but, like, all the, like, blind EO and stuff like that, like, always felt, like, a bit disjointed from the rest of the Discord stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They're just kind of there. But, you know, this I one is just really the... well-characterized. Like, the, yeah. the, the differences of, like, fate being, like, this stuck-up guy... I love just having a visual for all the gods. They oh, are yeah. all pretty sexy. <laughs> I love that. I love that say that we see Nugan in this one because he's going to be significant later. Um, so it's fun that we are introduced to him at this at this point. Um, yeah, he's a small a smallish god of the country of Borogravia, and uh, he he likes to ban things like chocolate and um, ginger, garlic, garlic. And, yeah, yeah, all the. Or the epic. He he likes to ban epic bacon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're gonna see him later. Yeah. He'll come. He'll return. We'll return in (laughs) monstrous regiment. Don't don't talk to me till I've had my garlic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh So true. (laughs) Always Um. saying that. (laughs) Yeah, blind eel is is quite sexual. Uh, Offer the crocodile guy obviously is like these guys here on the side a bit less so. Yeah, I do uh, like that there is a straight Bacchus ripoff. It's good. What if what if a woman it, was blue and had tits? I'm you could see James you could Cameron see her boobs not once but twice. We know the we know about Bib, Biblius Biblus the god of wine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we know about him because he's the he was the reverse of the O god of hangovers oh, yeah. in in uh, Hogfather. <laughs> yeah. mm. And they briefly gave him the hangover. Yeah, they gave him the hangover. Yeah. 
It's a great. It's a great bit of that. I love that I they just straight up have Bast. Yeah, he's like here. they didn't even change the name. They were like, "This is Bast," but he's like Ginger, <laughs> and the he's the, the god of leaving unwanted gifts at your door. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it Bastet in Egyptian mythology? Yeah, uh, it can be both. I think. I think sometimes it's just Bast, and sometimes it's Bastet. Mm. Mm. Bast and both Killer Chronicles. <laughs> yeah. Wow, protection, pleasure, and the bringer of good health. So true. They saw they saw a cat girl and were like, yes. yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they meet the gods and everything, and uh, they decide that they don't want to destroy the world because that would be kind of cringe and no one would be able to tell a story about it. Although, briefly, Cohen is like, But why Why shouldn't I destroy everyone on the planet? <laughs> <laughs> what well, everyone's gonna die it's at some so point, right. is what everyone keeps telling me, so what does it matter? <laughs> um, but he's like, No, I want people to tell my epic story, so they. Uh, get on Mad Hamish's wheelchair and they they take it down the mountain, um, so it explodes. And then when the Valkyries come to collect them, uh, <laughs> Grand Theft uh, Auto moment. That they steal they steal the horses um, with Vina the ha- the raven head to send Vina. Yeah, yeah. And um, and they they gallop off into the stars. Although first of all they rescue. Uh, Mazda who stole fire from the gods from being chained to a rock and they they let him go and give him a big sword so he can kill that fucking eagle that like eats his liver every day I think what we need to consider is that the myth of Prometheus isn't about how um, having your liver torn out every single day is um, a punishment it's actually a motivational story because every single day that Prometheus has his liver torn out by the eagle he gets he learns stronger about himself. So he learns true. more about himself um, Mis- so I, I heard Mr. Mirror really has. We uh, must imagine Prometheus happy. <laughs> we with a must. Big liver. <laughs> we I must heard imagine Mr. Beast Prometheus made small. like a thousand Prometheuses uh, g- grow a new liver. <laughs> <laughs> so Damn. What a nice man. <laughs> what a cool guy. He's fun. It's, yeah. I love philanthropy. <laughs> I love how you have so much money they that get, you can make have like, it, anything happen, but you're only going to harvest it for content. Yeah. There you have it, folks. It's a ringing endorsement for Mr. Beast from our podcast. Mm. Yeah, we love Mr. Beast. Give us a thousand pounds, Mr. Beast. Come on our show. Are you a different fan? You're a Give person me money no for eye surgery. I don't need it, but I would like it. <laughs> I'd like it. Everyone, everyone seems to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the rage. It seems yeah, to be a thing. Cure, you can cure my deafness. I, I'm not deaf, but like the babies when they have cochlear implants always look very happy. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm assuming the cochlear implant will make me happy. Um, I get a cochlear implant I hear my mother for the first time I say doctor take this shit out (laughs) (laughs) what if you saw for the first time and you just really hated it what if you saw for the first time the first thing you saw was Mr. Beast Mr. Beast and he's like putting a camera in your face it's so fucked up what if Mr. Beast gave you a thousand pounds so you could serve cunt what if the, what if you the first Don't thing you it. saw was Thomas the Tank Engine going into it <laughs> and getting stuck? 
<laughs> so Thomas the Tank Engine having his boiler rearranged by his stepbrother. <laughs> by, by his stepbrother, who's one of those fucking who one of the evil trains called a Thomas the Tank Engine. They're like freights, the freight train. Um, the diesel trains. Oh, the diesel yeah, trains are the bad trains. guys. The diesel, yeah. the diesel trains. Because anything in the future is bad, Chaz. Yeah, know? there was one. There was. Uh, okay. I, I remember one name. One was named Diesel One Thousand. That was a really scary one. <laughs> Britain, but in Britain the end, must rep- remain in imagined past forever. <laughs> but I, I remember that at, wow. at the end. I, my, my imaginary past isn't even that idyllic. Diesel What's 1000 was like really scary at first, but in the end, they learned to work together with Thomas and both become useful trains. So Wow. We can all just hope to be useful to the. To the I think state. Gordon is a bitch. Yeah. Like the train yeah. Gordon. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the real villain of Thomas. Gordon yeah, is someone a bitch. needs to teach Gordon a lesson. <laughs> Uh, and toby was a wimp fuck these trains (laughs) this train specifically i think human bodies are property of the state and the state they the owners of those bodies or rather the uh, the inhabitants of them have a moral duty to keep them fit and healthy for the use of the state and its benefit Mm -hmm. i think mr beast (laughs) could give all these trains a mouth to speak with (laughs) they have mouths yeah, but they, they give they who's the beast, beast could give all these trains teeth. <laughs> I don't think we should give them teeth. Mr. Beast could build uh, a west coast mainline for Wales. <laughs> wow! This Imagine is, transport. I found this I, image. He probably could of a diesel train where he's like blushing, and it's very. Oh. Like, yeah. Ooh. Um. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, what were we saying about the last hero? Yeah. Um, um I think it's really cool. I like I like the kite. Very cool. Yeah, I like the kite. Good Extremely tip. epic. <laughs> I, I I like Evil Harry. We haven't really talked about him. But uh Oh I like the the lizard men. They go nurk nurk and there's two of them <laughs> and they have half a half a word between them. That's yeah. beautiful. Well, no, half a word each. I like um <laughs> No, they die. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the sort of canon of of um, quote unquote evil characters in the Discworld books, like all the stuff with um, the Igors. And oh yeah, yeah. no, why did you? <laughs> <laughs> So we're looking at this image of from Thomas the Tank Engine where Diesel Train is br- blushing and Thomas is like coming from behind making a really angry face. It's really weird. And I there is the Thomas this. and Friends logo at the bottom which makes me think that this is an official image. Yeah, it, oh, it, it, is. it is. It's just on Google. It's from like the Chaz. Diesel Trains and the Ducklings, yeah. Can we make can we make the um the play-in music for this episode, Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes. It's a banger. Everyone will be excited to hear it and then less excited when they find out why we're using it. Um, <laughs> do you want to use um, Thomas the Skank Engine instead? Yeah. I'll send it I to do, you. I'm, not, I'm unfamiliar with this record, but uh, I'll, send <laughs> I will. I'll send it to you. Thomas You've heard Dank it before. <laughs> Thomas the Dank Engine. Wait, sorry, is it the We Like to Party engine. one? Mm-hmm. I was going to say... Oh dear, you're very naughty. That's the one. It's not the the Venga bus one. No, um, hmm. the Venga bus is not coming when, when I'm concerned. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so uh, we get some fun interactions in this book with um, between Carrot and Rincewind because Carrot finds Rincewind baffling and Rincewind doesn't like Carrot. Carrot's a bit mean to him and, and Rincewind's like, this guy seems stupid, but a stupid guy wouldn't make smart comments at me. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't it. be that catty without being clever. I love it when authors have like multiple different characters and then they're like, what if I put them in a room together? They would hate each other so much. Let's do uh-huh. it. It's yeah. great. It's just like getting your favorite characters in a crossover episode. What will they do? Um, what if it was canonical that Carrot like uncontrollably shit himself in space? <laughs> I mean, it is. I love this thing where they just eat the paint by accident and they just spend time like, <laughs> being really like, ill. Cadmium like, is extremely poisonous. Carrot yeah. ate the cadmium yellow, which I have to assume is like lethally poisonous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cadmium, very bad for you, <laughs> right? Listeners, like, do not, not good. eat it. Do not do uh, this. Yeah, well, just like the funny space references where they're like, haha, a space thing is, is, is fun. Yeah, food and tubes. That's I crazy. love, yeah, I love their, um, like, spacesuit designs. They all it's have different so ones. Um, and then they got, like, Rinson's got, like, puffy trousers to, like, store things in. Um, Carrots is just, like, his watch uniform, but, like, modified. Um, Rincewind has got, like, a, a, his helmet says wizard on it, which is good. Um... They all have a badge which uh, Carrot like makes. He like sews them, and um, Rincewind gives the motto for, and it's basically like fake Latin for uh, "We who are about to die wish we weren't." <laughs> yeah, that's we such a cool. I mean, this is like if if this had come out like ten years later, it would have been like such a big like you know all the all the Discworld fans online like make this their badge thing. Like it, it seems so laser targeted for like an online audience to eat it up. Yeah, I would get this badge. I would sew it on. It's a my cool badge. Jacket. You probably can get it. It you definitely mm. can get it somewhere. I have a yeah. Sunshine Sanctuary for Sick Dragons mug. I'm sure you can get this badge on the Discworld merch site. Maybe. I only buy a bootleg Discworld merch. I have a T-shirt that says Dinks World. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's a mug with Sam Vines on it. Uh, that's pretty cool. Love that guy. Um, Death. Yes. <laughs> Classic characters <laughs> from the Discord series. Uh, Death. Uh, other guys. Um, yeah. This, this is Death is this in is this book, fun. and he doesn't get why he needs to kill a kitten, or maybe not. Yeah, he, they're, they're doing some cat-in-the-box stuff. He's like, but I like kittens. Um, and it's it's very cute. We love to see him. It's a very out. cute drawing of the kitten. And yeah. uh, and the death of rats. It's fun. I like that he's just, like, around. He doesn't know whether they're going to die because of the uncertainty principle. So he has to just, like, hang around. Which is basically what he does with Rincewind most of the time, where he's just not sure if he's allowed to kill him or not. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Is uh is it implied in this that Rincewind is like still Lady Lady Luck's um piece? <laughs> like she's she's he's still kind of her like yeah of I don't course know, ga- game piece right <laughs> yeah Rincewind OP please no <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love this this is maybe my favorite character design of this book is Armpit he's so funny. <laughs> 
I'd forgotten about fucking, fucking evil it's Harry. Fucking <laughs> he, evil Harry has assembled the stupidest henchman he could find because that's what they need to be. And it's, it's the uh, code. It's the code. It's uh, a troll who doesn't know his own name, so it just says that's me. Uh, that's me. There's a guy named Slime and another also just named Slime. Yeah, there's two lizard men both called Slime because they don't remember any words. And both of them only say Nurk, Nurk. <laughs> nurk, <laughs> Nurk. nurk. Uh, your armpit. <laughs> and then during a fight later, it's revealed that most of the henchmen hit themselves over the head with their own swords and die. <laughs> they just die immediately at the first fight. And they're like, damn, Evil Harry, you, did, you really did a great job with those guys. May they rest in peace. <laughs> You're so good at your job. <laughs> It's like a skeleton who's just like basically wired together and can't like say anything and it's just like crumbling. It's 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 good. I like Evil Harry. Um, they're like, oh, you're going to betray us, right? And he's like, yeah, probably. And then he betrays them. He's like, sorry about that, guys. And they're like, it's no biggie. <laughs> we love you, Harry. You're great. Yeah. <laughs> so you're great, Harry. We're going to let you go because the villain always escapes. And then the Thanks. minstrel later is like, I am not following the code. If you double cross me, I will kill you. <laughs> They expected it. It's I like the minstrel. Yeah. <laughs> the minstrel, the minstrel is a, gets a glow up at the end. He does. He's a fancy boy who they abduct. Um, and then his his loot is destroyed. So he makes like a liar out of like a human skull. Um, and he, you know, he becomes hardened and he wants to, he wants to like do the story. You know, it's important that the story exists. The, the saga of the, the barbarians. So he looks really epic by the end. He just looks like a... A fucked up epic guy it's cool he's a cool character yeah 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 i like him he is pretty metal pretty metal he, he throws some cool rubies behind in the snow he's like i don't need rubies and then like tosses them behind him and he's like my life is I gonna get a lot rubies. more interesting from here on out <laughs> yeah if i had a big leather bag full of rubies i would, I I would run my hands through them i'd let them fall through my fingers and i'd go rubies <laughs> for hours just stare at them like pick them up hold them to the light <laughs> Sit in a dark room with the red glow illuminating my face. That's cool. so funny in the beginning where they offer him the rubies and he's like, these men are mad rubies. They're going to do something terrible, rubies, rubies. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they're trying to tempt me with rubies, rubies, rubies. They've dragged me rubies all the way, rubies. <laughs> rubies, <laughs> yeah. Rubies. <laughs> they're offering me rubies, rubies. Rubies, rubies, yeah. <laughs> That's a great bit. Um, Good writing, Terry. He's, there's some there's some fun writing in this book. I think it's just very. I think because it's so short, and there's no space for like there's no there's no space for like Terry meanders. Um, so there's nothing like really sort of out there that has no plot relevance that like takes up half the book or like a third of the book mm. or whatever, which makes it just really tight. And it, it's there's like no wasted time. Yeah, which I think yeah. is if really this good. Was a poor- if this was a pork pie, it would be only the uh, boil or only the boiled eggs in the middle of them, which would be mm, an egg mm, pie, mm. no pork. If this mm. was a Rincewind novel, yes. there would be at least three other countries that um, <laughs> Rincewind, Carrot, and Lennon of Quirm have to visit before they get to um, the the gods, and every Very single slutty. one of them would have like weird racial jokes. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, hey, welcome to Fantasy India. And we'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, no, not again. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but luckily, get ready. Um, I mean, he did that in... <laughs> it's just so weird to compare this to Eric. Right. Like, it's approximately the same length, I think. But even but that still had, like, these three unconnected 
sequences right, yeah. that was just the thing about eric is when i for some reason after like when i was younger and i read it i had a sort of positive memory of reading it but trying to think back to it i d- forgot all of the book except for the bits with the demons which i enjoy mm. uh yeah, I'm like, I'm like 12 years old. I'm like, I hate bureaucracy. Terry <laughs> <laughs> is right that it is worse than torture. <laughs> well, the most bureaucratic thing I have to do is like sign my name on my tests at school. Um, <laughs> oh, no, that, that, is, that is untenable. I, I still can't do that. Yeah. I have to put my middle name. Shut up. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just very tight and really good. And um, all the bits work together and tight. a through like it's tight 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 tight, tight. Like thomas the tank engine stuck in i place. like i love rinse wind um <laughs> choosing choosing to not val- volunteer i'm ignoring that um oh that's rinse so funny like, rinse is like i don't volunteer but i am going on the on the thing i know how it works sooner or later <laughs> someone's gonna be like rinse would be a great fit for this and veterinary and just doesn't late. get it like when yeah. rinse bursts in and he's like so why are you telling me that you're not volunteering? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna send you. You're just look at you. But then, yeah, I mean, he's, he's so funny. Veterinary is just he's really great in this because he's like he has yeah, to do yeah. stuff. Yeah. But there's this whole this whole thing with like him and Ponder Stibbins because Ponder is like you know like a fucked up weird science guy. Um, who I did think it was really funny when um. He goes, well, I'm, I'm really not a rocket wizard. And then later on, he has a T-shirt that says, I'm literally a rocket wizard. Um, uh, I fucking love science. Um, and, um, Ponder, Ponder Stibbins, this whole thing. Yeah, there's, there's a whole bit where he's trying to like help them steer the the ship. Veterinary's like, just just hit this, just pull this lever that says this this reference on it. And he's like, no, you, we don't know what it does. He's like, he, he's read the classics. I read the classics. I know what this is referring to. It's like an autopilot. That is great. <laughs> After Ponder Stiven tells him to fuck off because he hasn't had a scientific education, yeah, yeah. I'd be sweating. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's very fun that, like, because. The having veterinarian, this is someone sort of slightly, slightly out of his depth a little bit. Yeah, like he doesn't quite know what's going on. Being a big, unfortunately, he it's is a big just sort of a project guy. manager in it. Yeah, there's the recurring joke of him uh, creating loads of committees, and then he just locks the locks all the other committees in a room, and lets them get on with it. <laughs> yeah, it's like with um. At one point, he's like, "Wow, that was a great idea. We should do this." Um, and he's like, "Wait, I didn't say that." And he's like, "No, but it was a great idea. Your idea that we should do this." <laughs> uh, so he's dealt with many committees in his life. Um, yeah, it, it's fun. I like when he's being mean to the wizards. He's like, "Yes, you will find lots of wind here because they do weather spells." <laughs> Yeah, it's just fun. It's just like a lot of fun bits. Um, That's a, bit a great a romp. Uh, it's a fun story. It's a romp. What a fun romp. It's a romp. I love the bit of... I love the recurring bit romp. of the... Uh, like, of the librarian being always, like, really entranced by, like, complex machinery. <laughs> He's just really good at it. He's, like somehow like evolved to be great at machinery like with the organ yeah. and stuff and he's just like yes i will pilot this spaceship and just can do it immediately i don't know monkey brain he's got it he's read the books um 
Any other points, gang? Uh, also, gang. at the end, Leonard gets to uh, paint the Sistine Chapel. Oh yeah, yeah, the gods give him the they give him the horrible penance of painting the Sistine Chapel, and they're like, "You got to do it in ten years." And he's like, "Ooh, and I'll paint the whole world, and I'll put all the bits from the pictures that we took when we were in space." And they're like, "Yes, it will be a terrible punishment." And then he does he it in like a few it. weeks, <laughs> and yeah. everyone gets mad at him. <laughs> it's a good. It character. seems like he invents the airbrush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he just like uses like an airbrush to do it. It's so good. The dean gets really mad at him at the beginning because he's like, "Are you are you a genius? I don't know how you can say that you're a genius." He's like, "I would never refer to myself as a genius." <laughs> and he's like, "Drawn a perfect circle." <laughs> also, yes, the, the I love that bit of like, the sides where he's just like draw, doing some beautiful art while no one is yeah no one is like noticing it. He's like making yeah. the, a beautiful picture of a rose or something. Um, yeah, he's drawing the Mona Lisa. It's called I want, the... to go, I want to go to the pub with that Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah. She seems fun. The, that Mona Lisa is the it's the Mona Og. It's supposed to be Nanny Og when she was young. Oh, oh. Yes. <laughs> um famous yeah. Love to get a print of that. Yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty good. I will never forget that fact. Um, <laughs> um been on many Thomas the Tangents today, but I don't know if I have more to say about this book other than that it's pretty funny. I enjoyed it. I was laughing out loud. That's a good one. Yeah. Give us a thumbs up. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, I liked it, and I think it's funny. You should read it if you want a little a little bit. Um, it's, it's a lot of our classic favorite characters having a nice time, and it's good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of Who Watches the Watch. I hope you had a, a lovely time and you feel normal about Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, <laughs> if you're a big Thomas head uh, and we're just ruining something precious to you that you... If you've had, a, if you've had like a really sp- special memory of like sitting on your dad's lap as a child watching Thomas mm-hmm. the Tank Engine and that was the last time you felt like really at sitting Ease. on your stepbrother's lap <laughs> and, and now that memory gets replaced by this well you're welcome send us a message yeah. about it <laughs> please yeah send us hey i love hate um i love to be hated uh i love feeling leave hatred. us a five-star review if you uh enjoyed this episode i think um yeah and we could really yeah. do with uh, getting boosted on the iTunes ratings that I'm sure is totally real. And <laughs> yeah, I believe I believe in iTunes. <laughs> believe in iTunes. It's like a significant uh, factor in in popularity. I think it's real. I think you should give us a one star review because we're terrible. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Don't do that. I will Don't never get over it. it. Mm. Me personally, that's the one true god that we all worth it worship. You can te- the hogs, yeah, the algorithm. You can give us a one star, like you can give us a negative review, but please leave us five stars for it. That's fine. Give us a neg- yeah, bad reviews but good ratings. Uh, that's what we want. Anyway, if you like this, you can donate to our Patreon. Five stars, you ruined my life. That's yes, what we want. yeah, you can donate to our Patreon for three euros a month, um, or five euros and get your name shouted out like these people. We're, we've watched a lot of um. Of musicals, a lot of movie musicals that we've been talking about in the Patreon. So there will that's be been, another been episode quite fun. coming out soon. 
very soon. Yeah. It's great fun. We have an episode on uh, Rock of Ages was the one we did, and then we did Greatest Showman. Uh, greatest Showman. It's the one really bad movie, still. so you, you should looking forward to hear us talk about that. I think we should watch Michael Flatley's Blackbird. We're, and then we're, I, I, I definitely want to watch that once it gets available on... Let's, let's watch that. Uh, streaming. Uh, thank you to the Drunes Flower Stan tier patrons uh, who are Terran, Seromac, Clintock, Milk Succubus, Leva, Justin Crandall, Nevin DM, Big Goth Threadwife, and special thanks for everyone on the Pure Strong in the Arm tier, Tintin, Slime Simon, Plush Rave, Jason Hage, and Big Flat Bunt. Motherfuckers, come on, come on. Okay. Thank you for listening. We'll see you soon. Until then, Beyond Strong in the Arm is my uncle. Watch out for tunnels. Go to space. Stan Rinse Flower. Chugga chugga choo choo choo